this right here is a rocky crag of a place. It's only 10 miles long, six miles wide. It'd take you a 14-hour sail with full wind tacking to reach the mainland. The Romans call it the island of Patmos. But as I've thought about this rocky crag of a place, and I've had a lot of time to think, I can only call it one thing. This is exile. Far from home. Far from the people I love. Far from the purpose the risen Lord first called me to. This island of Patmos, Rome loves. It's cheap to garrison. When you're 14-hour sail from mainland, you don't need a lot of soldiers on this island. And Rome uses this island if they have a grudge against you. And it turns out Rome has had a grudge against me. It was a gift of God when I was born, both for me and my brother, but my mom always told me I was born with a golden tongue. In a crowd, you could hear my voice, head and shoulders above the others. My voice resonated. People paid attention. And so Son of Thunder was a nickname that I quickly took to. But Rome, in her grudge with me, has sought to make me a son of thunder, a prisoner with a whimper. And here I am on this rocky crag of a place, 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail with a full wind tacking to mainland. What do you do when you're in exile? Well, some try to swim away from exile. And Rome is effective. None of them have made the swim. Some have gone mad. And a few have taken their own lives. And some others have lost and given up their confession. But for me, by the grace of the risen Lord, I have done what Rome can never take away. You may be in an island of exile 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14 miles sail from mainland with a full wind tacking, and Rome may take everything from you. But there is one thing Rome cannot take, and that is worship. So I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. I was worshiping the Lord on the Lord's Day. If you're in exile this morning on a rocky crag of a place, 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail with a full wind tacking from mainland, if everything has been stripped from your life in this moment and in this time, on account of your faith in Jesus Christ, there is one thing to do, and that is to worship. As I was worshiping the Lord on the Lord's day, 
as I was in the Spirit, the grace and love of the risen Lord turned me completely around. See, I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Suffering and exile does something. Sometimes we can become disoriented. Sometimes we can get turned away from the one true son of thunder. And yet this son of thunder spoke to me with a voice that pierced through my suffering like a trumpet. And that voice wasn't in front of me because my suffering was what was in front of me. The focus of my pain and all that had been stripped from my life was what was in front of me. No, the voice that came to me was behind me, and it was loud, and it was clear, and it was in tune, and it was piercing. And I recognized this voice because I've heard this voice before. This voice called me. This voice mentored me. This voice I heard crying in the garden of his own exile. This voice cried out in forsakenness on the cross. And this same voice, this trumpet-like voice, spoke to me on the other side of the empty tomb. Perhaps you're on a rocky crag of a place, 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail from mainland this, this morning. And maybe in the midst of your own stuff and suffering and hurt and pain, maybe because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you've become disoriented. Hear the voice of the risen one. The voice of the risen one said to me, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. The same grace and love of the risen Lord that turned me around in my suffering, the same love and grace transformed my golden tongue into a golden pen. I never styled myself a writer. But when Rome takes away your tongue, the grace of the risen Lord transforms your suffering and offers you a golden pen. Write in a book and send it to the church. Today you may feel in your own exile on this rocky crag of a place, 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail with a full wind tacking from mainland, that the one thing that has defined you, the one reality that has made you who you are, the very thing that you have always relied on has been taken from you. Hear the grace and love of our risen Lord who can transform any suffering and use any exile and any rocky crag of a place to minister to his church, to write in a book what we see from the hands and the mouth and the life of our risen Lord. 
And so in hearing this trumpet behind me and hearing this command to write, I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me, and on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white as wool, white as snow, and his eyes blazed like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many, many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining with full force, the same one who turned me around, the same one who transformed what had been taken from me. It's the same one who opened up an infinite vista of his glory. When you're on a rocky crag of a place 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail with a full wind tacking from mainland, when you are exiled far from home and the people that you love and the purpose that you've given your life to, your horizon begins to shrink in your suffering. It's hard to see through the pain and the loss. But the risen Lord's vista never diminishes. And he gifts us that vision in the midst of our exile. Perhaps your horizon is shrunk, and maybe all you can see are the dark clouds of wondering and questioning and hurt and pain. Allow his love and grace to open your eyes to the glory of his presence that never fades in the midst of our sufferings. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he placed his right hand on me saying, do not be afraid. I am the first, the last, the living one. I was dead and see, I am alive forever and ever and I have the keys of death and of Hades. Rome doesn't hold those keys. No earthly power holds those keys. This fallen Babylon can place us in exile, but that doesn't change the one who holds the keys. And our risen Lord comes to us, and the grace of the risen Lord makes our exile a place of peace. You don't need to be on the mainland to experience the peace of Jesus Christ. Christ's peace comes to us on this rocky crag of a place, 10 miles long, 6 miles wide, 14-hour sail with a full wind tacking from mainland. His peace is here with us in the midst of our sufferings. And so I wrestled with this command. How is it that, that me of all people would be the one in exile to get turned around by the grace of the risen Lord? How could it be me 
whose golden tongue would be transformed into a golden pen. How could it be me, worthy to see the horizon and the infinite vista of his glory? How could it be me to experience peace in the midst of exile? I've come to realize the reason the risen Lord has gifted me the revelation. And the reason the Lord gifts any of us the revelation is because only someone in exile, only someone who hungers for their home can receive it. Do you hunger this morning? Lord, we come to you and we thank you for your revelation, God. We thank you for how you can take our exile, our exile that we share together as the people of God on this rocky crag of a place. That you gift us a life of worship. That no matter the suffering and hurt, we prayed for some already this morning, and there may be some here this morning no matter our suffering and hurt or the things that are out in front of us or what we have come through, that we have the gift of worship. And thank you, Jesus, in your grace that you turn us around. You turn us in the direction of your voice so clear and your presence so loving. God, we know that for some of us in suffering, it feels like, like things have been auctioned away in our suffering. We've lost some things. Thank you, Lord, that you can transform our losses for your glory. Lord, open up the horizon so that in the midst of our exile, we can see your glory. And remind us, Jesus, today in our shared exile that you gift us your living word and that gift is bestowed and received by us who hunger for our home. And so, Lord, enable us to persevere with faith and courage until the day of your appearing. And like John before us, Equip us, even in exile and pain, to minister to you, through you, on behalf of your church and this world. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.